0: Assalamu alaikum. Greetings and may peace be upon you all.
1: Hallelujah. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me on YouTube Live, The Artist Tiny House Village, on Facebook Live, Soul Purpose Healing, and my personal page. I'm also on my personal page on Facebook Live, and we're here in the Blog Talk Radio studio, ready to jam with truth, love, and compassion, wisdom, forgiveness, all the high-vibrating energies are coming in tonight on this July 2nd yes we are in the next six months of this year of 2023 number seven and today is also a seven so we are vibrating high tonight with truth and love and purpose soul purpose healing and tonight our subject is about holly weird holly weird oh my goodness this is why the topic for this show came to me. Um, i got to turn this air conditioner off because it's too noisy. Okay. Uh, the topic for this show came to me tonight because I was invited to go to the movies. And I don't go to the movies very often for various reasons. But my son and his girlfriend Friday night invited me to go see Indiana Jones. Who doesn't enjoy a good Indiana Jones movie, at least in the past maybe? But um, my son's girlfriend wanted to get there early or on time so she could see the previews. Yikes, my um, idea of getting there early is torture, torture, because usually the previews are so violent I don't even want to sit through that. But we we got there on time, just in time to see all the previews. So for 20 minutes, I had to endure or suffer through at least, I would say, four, at least four previews of really violent movies. Every one of these previews for the movies that are coming out or whatever had guns and killings. So by the end of the previews, my nervous system was in um, just in a discomfort, I'll say. And then the movie started. Indiana Jones, oh, yeah, we, we, we loved Indiana Jones. But this movie was just like the previews, lots of shooting and violence, and uh, the energy was so was uh, just very uncomfortable for me. So I said, went after the movie, I thought, wow, these people who create movies, in fact, I think it was Steven Spielberg, uh, Lucas Films, which is uh, the person who made Star Wars. I thought, wow, these people don't realize the impact they're having on our community. So I want to give us some solutions tonight and, most of all, how we can prevent some of the tragedies that we've heard about just in the last two weeks that are going on in our cities all over the country, if not the world. And Paris is burning. So uh, yesterday when I was doing uh, the Female Solution blog talk show, uh, I was hosting that for Naima Latif, our executive producer. Uh, Zana, who lives in the U.K., wanted to talk about why Paris is rioting. People in Paris are rioting, and there's a lot of turmoil and uh, conflict. Well, to me, this is just par for the course. We are in such an insane time where we are transitioning from third dimension reality all physical look what i see look what i see with my eyes versus fourth dimension where we begin to accept our reality our reality of un- invisible forces affecting our everyday world so my my general solution for all the chaos that's going on is consciousness, consciousness, consciousness. So we're going to spend the next uh, 20 minutes or so really exploring what does consciousness really mean because people throw that word out there and I don't think we fully understand what it means to be conscious. But I truly believe from my experience, knowledge, wisdom, that that's the solution to a lot of the violence in Chicago, for instance, and for other areas. If we had more conscious people on this planet, then we would not see the conflicts that occur where, for instance, a 14-year-old has to shoot a man because he got upset with something his mother said. So I want to start off tonight with Ralph Smart. He's one of my favorite YouTubers. Ralph Smart gives us kind of an introduction to why these things are happening in our world. Why is there uh, a conflict in Paris, for instance? Uh, Let's see. We're going to pull up the video, too, from his latest. We're going to pull up the latest video, which he called France, Things Things They Don't Want You to Know. But so I, want to know, I want you to know exactly what Ralph Smart Ralph Smart is actually a psychologist by profession. And um, he gives so much advice and wisdom on the current events. And so I saw this video and I said, oh, I've got to share this. Even though he starts out talking, he explains actually what's going on in France, but he always gives a higher perspective on things. And that's where I want to start with the higher perspective and what does Ralph Smart say uh, we need to understand when we see these events? What is the bottom line to these events like what is going on in Paris? So let's listen first of all. And it's a long video, but I'm not going to play the full video. I just want you to get the introduction that Ralph brings, the basic reason things are happening, and then what we need to be thinking about when we see all this chaos and shooting and violence, what does it actually mean for us as conscious individuals, as light workers, and all the things that this audience brings to the world. So, Hood.
2: Peace. Infinite waters diving deep once again. Shout out to all of you wonderful deep divers. I hope you're taking care of yourself. That was beautiful. Woo! Breathing in that good ass. Prana, baby, what are we doing? Breathing the free...
1: It looks like I set my show for less than 120 minutes, which is going to be a real bummer. Um, 90 seconds. How did- my show is scheduled to end, so I'm going to see uh, what's going to happen. If I can go over. Oh, 15 minutes. Somehow my show got scheduled for 15 minutes. So I'm going to go over. I'll probably go over to a female solution. If that's still on. Let me bring up the female
3: solution.
1: I don't know. Sometimes this happens. For some reason my show got scheduled for 15 minutes. So it's gonna go off in just a little bit, I think I'm gonna get wait and see what happens. so if that happens, I'll go over hopefully to the female solution page and show there. I don't know how this happened, but looks like that's what I did. fifteen minutes, ten seconds, and I'm gonna see if I can continue the show though I think we can continue um. Let's see. It's still going, maybe. If you can hear me, um, press 1. You can still hear me press 1 because evidently the show has ended, but I still have, uh, I'm still showing uh, some people in the studio. But let's see what happens. I'm going to keep, okay, Mama AZ, I think she can hear Mama AZ, your mic is open. Can you hear me? this, ma'am. I sure can. Dr. G, okay, how are you? Keep, I'm good. I'm going to keep going, even though <laughs> my show is over. I don't know how long I have after this. But it might, My show might end a little early because I didn't schedule it for the full time for some reason. So let me keep going. I'm going to play Ralph Smart. Thank you, Mama AZ. Ralph Smart. I'm going to play him and see how far we go with Ralph Smart.
2: Peace, infinite waters, diving deep once again. Shout out to all of you wonderful deep divers. I hope you're taking care of yourself. That was beautiful. Woo. Breathing in that good-ass prana, baby. What are we doing? Raising the frequency. Raising the vibration. Look, deep divers, I hope you're keeping your frequency high. Let's talk about fronts. So much is going on in France right now. You have a lot of people protesting, a lot of people very unhappy because the 17-year-old, Nael was gunned down by a police officer, got a bullet lodged in his brain in a simple traffic stop. The police said he didn't do as they said. He kept on driving, so they just did that. And a lot of people... In France is crazy there you know a lot of people are very upset and also there is a lot of division because some people are like actually what the police did were right and some people are saying no it's not right and then there is like a kind of race war going on there all kind of things I want everybody first and foremost to hit that like button if you support the real deep divers hit that like button if you support the real we got a whole lot to talk about Things they're not telling you. Now, I always tell you, anytime there's like a big story, we're going to use this to see the lesson to be learned. And even in this tragic, unfortunate situation, we can still remind ourselves that this is a lesson when we talk of becoming our greatest versions to see what's actually happening. We can always learn from any situation or circumstance. And there's always a positive in every negative situation. So, deep divers, are you ready to dive deep? The cat down the road is. So, I just want to send some good energy to the family of Niel. That's his mother right there. This 17-year-old boy got tragically gunned down by a police officer in France, and it was over a routine traffic stop, and the police said he kept driving, so the police officer shot him. and. It's been crazy in France because you see a lot of people actually using this as an opportunity to go and loot stores, which I don't condone. That's terrible, right? Um, A lot of people as well are saying, hey, those immigrants shouldn't be in our country, (laughs) right? So a lot of people are turning it into a race thing. We're going to dive deep. Are, Are you ready to dive deep, deep divers? Because there is so much we can uncover and unravel. Are you ready, Deep Divers? Because that's what we do here. I'm not here to give you the news. I'm here to break down the news. I watch the news to see what they're not saying. Mmm. What? Slow motion this side. Mmm. <laughs> and we ain't even had breakfast yet, Deep Divers. Can I get a hello? <laughs> First and foremost, let love guide you and not fear. Let love guide you and not fear. I want to remind you deep divers to keep focusing on yourself. There are so many things happening in the world, it's hard to keep up. But don't get distracted out here. Don't get distracted with what's happening in France. Focus on yourself and create peace within yourself because the truth is we must become the change we wish to see in the world. Once we are peaceful, the world out there becomes peaceful. The media can make you hate someone else you've never met. And in France, there are a lot of people who are like, yes, those immigrants should be kicked out of the country and France will be peaceful. I actually went to France deep divers when I was younger. I actually went to school there. French exchange. Born in London, went to France there. Went to uh, France. And uh, it was very interesting. Very interesting. I'll tell you about that experience a bit later. But going back to this tragic situation, only 17, and they're saying, you know, he shouldn't have been driving that car, and he got stopped by the police and unfortunately lost his life in the process. No one deserves, especially a 17-year-old, to have their life taken away over a traffic stop. Now, some people say the police were just doing their job. I'm a criminologist, Deep Divers, and the police has been charged because it's obvious he shouldn't have done that. Nevertheless, there's a deeper significance in this whole event we we have to uncover. So let me actually play you. First of all, let me show you something that Martin Luther King said because this is really a solution to any of these events. Darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Thank you Martin. Mm. Slow motion. Mm. Absolutely. So let me play you the clip of the passenger inside of the car with Naël because he actually details what actually happened.
4: vidéo sur la mort de mon copain Noël, et je raconter l'histoire de l'AZ. On s'est retrouvé mardi 27 juin à 8h10, on nous a prêté la Mercedes. On a décidé de faire un tour dans notre terre. nous étions ni sous alcool, ni sous ballon, ni sous rogue. Au bout de quelques minutes, nous nous sommes retrouvés sur la voie de bus, sur la nuit Jolie curie Nous étions en train de rouler quand j'ai aperçu les motards de la police qui se sont mis à, nos, à nous suivre. Ils ont mis les girots. On a fini par s'arrêter au niveau de la rue Pasteur François Arago. Au premier policier est venu à demander à Naël de baisser la fenêtre, ce qu'il a fait, Naël. Il a baissé la fenêtre. Et il lui a dit « coupe le moteur ou je te shoot ». Et il lui a mis un premier coup de crosse. Ensuite, le deuxième est arrivé, il lui a aussi mis un coup de crosse et s'est placé au niveau du pare-brise face à Naël. De là, le premier policier qui est au niveau de la fenêtre lui braque une arme sur la tempe et lui dit « bouge pas ou je te mets une balle dans la tête ». Le second policier lui dit « shoot le ». Le premier policier le remet un coup coup de crosse. La voiture, c'est une boîte auto. La voiture n'était pas sur parking. Au moment où il a reçu le troisième coup de crosse, son pied a lâché lâché la pédale de frein et la voiture a avancé. Et le second policier, qui était au niveau du pare-brise, a tiré. Du coup, son pied a enfoncé l'accélérateur. Je l'ai vu vu agoniser. Il tremblait. On a percuté une barrière. J'ai eu peur. Je suis sorti de la voiture. Je me suis enfui. Je pensais que même moi, ils pouvaient me tirer dessus, du coup, j'ai, j'ai, j'ai couru. Et là, je suis vraiment choqué ce qu'ils viennent de faire,
1: ce qu'ils viennent de faire devant devant moi. En plus, à mon pote.
4: Right, so you have his
1: friend but...
2: detailing what happened. Now, taking in consideration deep dive, there are always three sides to every single story. My side your side and the actual truth, right? But that was his account, which is very fascinating. And a lot of people in France were also very, very, very angry that, meanwhile, while that was happening, and there being so much rioting and protesting and looting in France, you had the president, President Macron, he was doing this. (laughs) So he was at the Elton John concert, and a lot of people in France were furious about that. So deep divers, let me break this down and show you how we can also use this unfortunate situation to get out of positive and help us become our greatest versions. Now, first and foremost, like I said, everybody bleeds red. Everybody bleeds red. Don't get lulled into... This whole thing that, hey, I don't like these other people, right? That's a trap. Because you've got to remind yourself, in the matrix, they divide you. Through race, religion, all of these things are mechanisms in place to keep you divided. On the top, they all work together. That's first and foremost. Secondly, like Martin Luther King said... Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So, yes, it is terrible. Nael lost his life at 17. Unacceptable. At the same time, you don't drive out hate with hate. You don't start looting, burning down libraries in Marseille and all of these things and, and unrest in Paris. That's not the answer as well because it would just breed more people saying, yeah, you see these immigrants? Because he was from Algeria, right? And if you don't know, Algeria was once upon a time a French colony. So you have a lot of Algerians in France and Tunisians in France as well. Tunisia, Tunisia was also a colony of France, right? So what can we learn from this whole situation? We've got to remind ourselves that it's unacceptable. And this has created a kind of tension in France, a kind of civil war, little civil, little civil war, right? So you've got people saying, hey, we want freedom, and this should never happen again. And then you have people who are in France saying, hey, we have to protect France, right? Well, see, for you to understand the present, you must also understand and overstand what happened in the past. So let me just show you this. Do you know what this is, deep divers? A lot of people don't know. That's why I always tell you knowledge is power. This is the Berlin Conference. And why is the Berlin Conference important? What does the Berlin Conference have to do with what's happening in France and anywhere else in Europe or America? Well, The Berlin Conference was 1884-1885. The Berlin Conference was a meeting of 14 nations to discuss territorial disputes in Africa. The meeting was held in Berlin, Germany from November 1884 to February 1885 and included representatives from the the United States and such European, European nations as Britain, France and Germany, No Africans were invited to the conference. The Berlin conference took place at a time when European powers were rushing to establish direct political control in Africa. This race to expand European colonial influence is often referred to as the scramble for Africa. Europeans called the Berlin meeting because they felt rules were needed to prevent war over claims to African lands. Right. So in other words, they wanted to conquer Africa, and that's what they did. This is a little map of African colonization after the Berlin Conference, so you can see. Germany has some, British Empire has some, France has some, Spain has some, and this was actually a map of all the countries under French rule, colonial, colonial rule, right? So you actually have in the green, everything that belonged to France that they invaded and took. So you have Algeria, Tunisia, uh, Ivory Coast, uh, Cameroon, Senegal, Guinea, all of these countries, right? 72 countries, right? So a lot of the people that you're calling immigrants in France are actually there because you you destroyed their land and invaded their country to begin with. That's number one. Number two is yes. Hate cannot drive out hate. You see, when something like this happens, a tragic situation, looting and, and doing these things, burning cars is not the way to go about it because now you're giving them a reason to say, you see, but people are angry. You had also the footballer Mbappe. His mom is of European ancestry. His dad is of African ancestry, right? And he's one of the greatest footballers in the world right now, if not the greatest footballer in the world right now. And he plays for France, right? So he actually wrote about this, his disgust, and and he's very upset. And, you know, ultimately he wants, you know, peace in that whole region in Paris, right? But he was the one that helped France win the World Cup, right? And he was even praised by Macron, right? So what I'm, why I'm telling you this is because, you see, the whole world is becoming multicultural, whether you like it or not. People are mixing. And a lot of people are stuck in old ways. Now, this person shouldn't be in my country. Well, like I told you, countries have invaded other countries. The Berlin Conference. European countries invaded the whole of Africa. That should not have happened. But it did. And you have a lot of people from Africa going to Europe because their land was destroyed and taken. So, like I say, you have to learn about history to understand, understand, and overstand why things are the way they are. Once again, what is the answer? Love is the answer. Islam... actually means peace.
1: I'm going to end Ralph's message there because he brought the main focus message to us. What is the answer? What is the solution? Love, and what are the lessons that we need to learn today from all the chaos, the murder, the guns, the shootings, and unconscious Hollywood. As I said, sitting in a movie theater on Friday night. I realized how many, and the and movie theater. Thank goodness, was half empty, uh, and that was a Friday night. And I said, That's kind of weird, but I'm glad I'm, I'm I'm actually celebrating that it wasn't full, for that means maybe fewer people are sitting, being brainwashed and influenced by all the violence. That just irritated my nervous system. And it was really funny because after about watching um, the movie for about half an hour, I was so irritated. I went to sleep. The most high, the creator, I, I look at it as the creator put me to sleep in that mood to help protect me. Woo! And it was late anyway. It was a 10 o'clock movie, 10 o'clock at night. And I thought, oh, I don't want to see this. But I'm there with my son and his girlfriend. He's driving. I can't just leave. So I was actually put to sleep in that movie, and I wake up and the movie's still going on i 'm like oh I'm still in this nightmare. Indiana Jones is not what it used to be. He was an older man in this part. They tried to AI do an AI presentation of him in the past and it didn't work for me. The acting was horrible to me, and just too much violence. So I want to give you uh, an example of consciousness how consciousness Ralph Smart brought us the solution, love. Love, and as he said, in every situation, we want to know what is the lesson. What is the lesson? And let's see, Zelda is in um, the Facebook Live studio, and she says, oh, my God, Brother Smart wakes the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I love sharing that man because he's not only a psychologist or psychiatrist by profession, but he's also very spiritual um and zelda also says very grateful universe is waking the planet up violent movies really causes body and mental trauma yes that's why we have issues in our tissues yes thank you zelda absolutely and especially for me as an empath i feel too many things around me and my environment i'm very sensitive i have to move i have to change positions i have to do everything to keep my nervous system calm, and let me just make this announcement. I mistakenly scheduled my blog talk show for only fifteen minutes, and so it's it's over the the show actually ended, but it's still running in the studio. I don't know how long it's going to go, but I'm just praying it'll go as long as possible and then, if by chance blog talk uh shuts down, I'll be on YouTube Live, Viata's Tiny House Village, till the end of the show. I will continue to do this show on Facebook Live, as well as YouTube, uh, Viata's Tiny House Village, if, by chance, Blog Talk shuts down. And Naima probably has um, a full... (laughs) Schedule, I'd probably schedule that one 120 minutes, but I use, sometimes I do this. 15. It said 15 minutes. I don't know how I did it, but I did. So anyway, continuing. Consciousness. Consciousness. I I, I labeled this title, the show Unconscious Holly Weird is Destroying Our Communities, Promoting Violence and Fear. All of the previews I, I watched in the movie theater promoted fear. There was one like scary movie that they were going to they, they previewed it was like ah you'd be screaming and, and walk out of there terrorized and then all of them had violence people shooting each other no respect for human life in these movies none whatsoever people dying all the time the the, the answer or the part, the solution to conflicts in Hollywood is kill them with a gun so I want to talk about the events that happened in Chicago but first When I say that consciousness is the solution, many people struggle with the word consciousness. So I got, of course, a few teachings. I'm going to go through a few teachings on consciousness so that we really have a good foundation of what we're talking about when we talk about consciousness versus unconscious. So I downloaded or uploaded a few Uh, on consciousness, including Eckhart Tolle, uh, Sadhguru, and um, Deepak Chopra, and even a few other ones. So I want to start out with uh, what is consciousness, and I hope after you hear a few of these definitions that we can move right into the solution and the lesson, the lesson from recent tragic events Uh, that took place in Chicago and we can come away with uh, the solution to all to future events that might occur that develop uh, arguing anger any of those things so let me uh, start out with a question or uh, someone speaking about what is conscious
5: you are a conscious being but what does that actually mean Consciousness is something that's difficult to define, but it is universally understood and experienced. It's been described as the most familiar and yet most mysterious aspect of our lives. But where does it come from, and what is it exactly? This is Unveiled, and today we're answering the extraordinary question, What is Consciousness? Do you need the big questions answered? Are you constantly curious? Then why not subscribe to Unveiled for more clips like this one? And ring the bell for more thought-provoking content. Consciousness is such a strange phenomenon that no one really knows how to explain it. Despite debating for thousands of years, philosophers haven't been able to reach a consensus on its nature, and neither have scientists in the modern era. Some argue that it cannot be studied or that it's nothing more than an illusion. Even a definition is hard to agree on, but one that academics tend to use is that a conscious being is aware of its environment, itself, and its perception. Deciding which beings fulfill these criteria is another story. Testing for consciousness in other animals is challenging, as while it's relatively easy to test for environmental awareness, determining self-awareness is much harder. One way to do so might be to communicate with an animal directly, but even then, there's still room for doubt. Coco the gorilla, for example, was able to learn sign language, use personal pronouns, and discuss her emotions. However, there's debate over whether this indicated consciousness or whether Coco was simply following unconscious cues and prompts from her trainers. Throughout history, many have viewed consciousness as a special attribute that separates humans from other animals, a gift from the gods. It's been seen as something that we all have, but which can never be explained and doesn't have a physical basis. However, that perspective began to change in the 17th century as thinkers like Rene Descartes began to struggle with the relationship between the mind and the brain. In the 18th century, physicians and physiologists started to uncover the importance of the brain in how we think. One of the most famous cases during this time was that of Phineas Gage, a railroad worker whose accidental frontal lobotomy in 1848 dramatically changed his personality. Thanks to advances in neuroscience, we now understand that thoughts have a basis in neural networks and emotions in certain neurotransmitters. Is there a physical basis for consciousness, too? This idea also raises questions about the evolution of consciousness and when it first emerged. While some point back millions of years to the first great apes, or hundreds of thousands to the first archaic humans, others look to a much later date. One particularly surprising view comes from psychologist Julian Jaynes, who argued that consciousness emerged between 1230 and 850 BC, based on his interpretations of Homer's Greek epics, the Iliad and the Odyssey.
6: Consciousness is perhaps the biggest riddle in nature.
5: Stripped to its core meaning,
6: consciousness is what allows us to be aware both of our surroundings and of our own inner state. But thinking about consciousness has this habit of taking us round in circles. We all intuitively know what consciousness is. It's this. It's what you're experiencing here, right now. But once we try to pinpoint just what exactly it is, it leaves us grasping at thin air. And not just us. Philosophers and scientists struggle to define consciousness. Different schools and ideas compete with one another, but no one has come close to figuring it out. It's unsettling to realize that we don't understand what makes us aware of ourselves and the world. In this fuzzy area, consciousness and intelligence are also related, although they are not the same. We'll talk in greater depth about theories of consciousness and intelligence in other videos. Like much of what makes us human, our consciousness is likely to have evolved from less complex forms as a product of evolution by natural selection. It has probably emerged from an immense several hundred million year sequence of countless microsteps that together make up a sort of gradient of consciousness. What was the first step on this path from the non-conscious to the basic consciousness that ultimately led to the convoluted consciousness we humans enjoy today? Take a stone. The consensus is that a stone is not conscious, though not everyone agrees even on this. Some panpsychists claim that a lump of rock may have an inner life. However, there are no real grounds for any such assumption since stones never show behavior. Their inner life can neither be proven nor disproven. A more common starting point is with the living things. A living thing, or a self, is a part of the universe that sustains itself and makes more of its kind. To do so, it needs energy. And this is where an awareness of the world comes in handy. The original function of consciousness was probably to direct a mobile self that was short of energy to a fresh supply of food. On the smaller scales of life, you don't need to be aware to find food. Trichoplax adherens, one of the simplest of all animals, moves around haphazardly. It slows down in the presence of food and speeds up in its absence. This is highly effective and makes the tiny creature spend more time where there is food than where there is not. But it never moves in a particular direction towards a particular target and there's no need for it to be conscious of its environment. The first major step towards consciousness was probably taken when mobile cells started to move themselves directionally. Moving towards what was good for them, say food, and away from what was less good, say someone else who thought that they were food. Take Lugisia Tigrina, a tiny worm known for its funny face. Sometimes the worm is hungry and sometimes not. This means that when it moves, the worm self is not simply producing an automatic response to an external stimulus, but that its actions depend upon its inner, physiological state, whether it's hungry or sated. When it's just eaten, the worm is less energetic, but when starved for a while, it will move itself in the direction of tasty things.
1: Learn the difference between
7: What is in your awareness is conscious. What is not in your awareness is unconscious We will come. Right now you're awake, so you're aware of the light, the air and this and that around you and the people around you. Suppose you fall asleep, suddenly you become unaware of all these things, isn't it? Hmm? Right now you're aware who is sitting next to you for some moment. Now I'm talking to you, you become unaware who is sitting next to you, isn't it? So what you're aware of, what you're unaware of is varying the and the area of your awareness is varying at different times, isn't it? You're not always aware to the same extent. Whether it's about the outside or the inside, you are not always aware to the same extent. When we talk awareness, we are not talking about becoming more and more aware aware about the outside. That is only for survival. To the extent it is necessary for survival, we must be aware of the outside. See, if you take the animals, For example, your dog, first of all why dog entered your life, today maybe for other purposes, but initially why dog entered your life is he is much more aware than you about the outside, isn't it? If you fall asleep, he still keeps hearing and smelling and tasting and everything around him. That's why you keep the dog at home, isn't it? Today maybe for companionship because people have abandoned you. But otherwise fundamentally dog came into our life because he is more aware of the outside than you are, isn't it? He can see things and smell things and hear things that you cannot. That's the reason why he has come into your life. But we are not talking about that kind of awareness. When we say awareness, we are talking about you being aware of yourself. So how much of you is in your awareness right now? If you look at it, you will see very small aspects of you are in your awareness. So we have to deepen this process. If awareness has to grow, in one way if you look at it, what you call as myself is a certain level of awareness, isn't it? Yes? If your awareness disappears, you also disappear, isn't it so? Right now you are alive, how do you know? Simply because you are aware, yes? So in in one way, what you call as myself is a certain level of awareness but that awareness is happening in a minimal way we want it to we want to extend this to every aspect of who I am so that who I am becomes a completely conscious process how to do it awareness has become a small thing simply because it's lost in these two heaps the heap of food that you gather as body and the heap of impressions that you gather as mind especially the heap of impressions Now if you separate it a little bit, suddenly awareness is in full flow. Because it's lost in this, it is like there is a light bulb. Now if you cover it with lot of cloth, still the light is burning, but light doesn't see, doesn't help to see, isn't it? Now one thing is to crank up the voltage so that light becomes more intense, but the important thing is to remove the cloth that is covering it, isn't it? So we will do both. One thing is to clear it up. Another thing is to crank up the voltage. If these two things are done together properly, sensibly, then you will see you will see more of yourself than ever before.
2: For more on Sadhguru, visit www.ishafoundation.org.
1: So we have been hearing about consciousness, and we're going to. Um, do more about prevention of tragic events because of now our awareness of consciousness, what it means, awareness, awareness. Awareness of what? The, the key thing I, I, I want to bring out now with this next audio is how do we raise consciousness so that we can prevent the violence and the killings and the deaths that have occurred uh, in recently in cities. So one more audio I want to play before we talk about the event in Chicago that happened recently and how it could have been prevented where a 14-year-old kills another man because he hit his mother. So this one is about raising consciousness. It's by a man, uh, Don DePani. I never heard of him before, but when I listened to this, I thought this is powerful. So how do we raise consciousness so that we can prevent More killings, more deaths, that Holly Weir keeps promoting.
8: Your greatest contribution to humanity is your own self-realization. As you uplift yourself, you uplift everyone else around you. Nobody spends time with themselves. We depend completely on machines. We plug ourselves with a whole bunch of things, to measure data, to see this, to see that. When you just get rid of all that stuff and get to know your body, get to know your mind, if you don't spend any time doing that, how would you know what you want in life? We all want to be happy. Happiness should never be pursued, but rather pursue a lifestyle where the byproduct of that lifestyle results in happiness. I do that by being concentrated. Concentration is at the very core of all human endeavors and success so that you can truly enjoy every experience in your life and be present. Young kids these days can only concentrate for a length of seven seconds. How do you expect to solve problems in the world if your attention span is only seven seconds? Why are we ignoring the environment? Because people are selfish. We have the most beautiful planet in the known galaxy, and yet we don't take care of it. Are we dumb or are we dumb? The way to start? is to uplift human consciousness. When you wake up in the morning, ask yourself, how can I make a difference in the world today? We all need to help each other because we can't get through it alone.
1: Raising our consciousness means changing our lifestyle, looking at ourselves, reflecting on the reality of what do we want in our life, and part of that is changing our lifestyle or being more aware of the lifestyle we desire. We want to be happy. We want to have peace. We want to have joy in our life. So if we wake up with the thought that I want to bring forth awareness in myself for about myself and other people, that we're not totally consumed by what makes me happy, but we also are looking outward to how can I make a difference in this uh, community that I'm in, in my lifestyle, and so forth. So if anyone has any comments or questions about consciousness Press 1 in the studio. We're still live in the Ball Talk Radio studio, and we're on YouTube, uh, Viata's Tiny House Village, and we're also in Facebook Live. So we want to talk about um, the event that happened in Chicago recently where a 14-year-old took a gun and shot a man more than once um, because he was beating up his mother. And I want to give you a scenario where if both people were conscious, what might have happened? Instead of both people, all of them, let's say all three of them were conscious, including the witnesses and all that. Let's just say all of them were unconscious. Why? Because they failed to exercise love in this situation, love for each other, love for the environment, love for – the situation in general that a conflict develops, and we don't know how or why the conflict's developed, but just let's assume, I'm going to assume something, since then it was a place of eating, that uh, maybe the person was ordering their food and uh, they were taking a long time deciding on what they wanted. Let's just say... Uh, The woman in this situation was taking a long – and we don't know, this is just an assumption I'm making that uh, will bring forth the idea of preventing any drama and certainly death in this situation. So a woman stands there, she's ordering her food, and she's taking a long time, let's just say. She can't decide how to order food. And there's a line, so people are getting impatient, which happens often. And maybe there's only one person behind the uh, glass who's uh, accepting the order. She's she's getting her food or she's ordering her food. And another person is very impatient. A man is very impatient. And he starts yelling at her, why don't you just get your food, get your food? And the woman gets irritated. But she says to him, I am so sorry, sir. I'm going to let you get your food first. Totally unheard of, right? But, or she says something like, I apologize to you, sir. I know I'm taking a long time, but please be patient with me. And by this statement, the man decides to say, I'm sorry, you're right. I'll just wait. I'll be patient. That's consciousness, consciousness, consideration for each other, for one another, that we're all not going to be moving at the same rate, we're all not going to be uh, able to quickly get our, make up our minds and get what we want, and so in this case, where the consciousness of these two individuals was working together to not create more conflict or or more uh, disagreement or anger, not to trigger anger more anger in an impatient individual but actually to soothe whatever impatience that's consciousness where you have people communicating, interacting together, and they create an environment of peace. They create an environment of peace. Uh, Soul Purpose Healing Blog Talk Channel. Let me see. Uh, so well, this is the scenario. Yes, I am. I'm still on uh, Soul Purpose Healing. As far as I can tell, my episode has not ended on Soul Purpose Healing Blog Talk. Thank goodness. And we're still on um, Female Solutions. So with the idea of consciousness ruling in a potential conflict at a food establishment or any place where one person is a little impatient, one person's not moving at the rate that the other person thinks they should be moving, then consciousness kicks in when both parties are more considerate of the other person than they are of themselves. Then that way it doesn't end with someone pulling out a gun, which is all about fear. Hollywood is all into promoting fear and bringing out the gun. And, and no, there's actually, when you look at most of the movies in, uh, that Hollywood puts out, there's no regard for human life. There's no respect for human life. Uh, a gun ends of conflict easy. And, that, in fact, uh, that is generally the way all conflicts end in Hollywood is a gun. It, I don't even see movies, these romance movies, this, that much in Hollywood. Uh, the one movie that I enjoyed so much, Chevalier, was historical. And even with that, there was very little violence. Now, the French Revolution took place uh, back in Chevalier's Uh, uh, period of time, but then there was music there uh, that was highlighted as well. So in this situation uh, where a a man brings out a gun instead of conversation taking place, this is the difference between consciousness and unconsciousness is using or, or acting on fear versus love, peace, understanding, inner standing. As Sadhguru said, every situation that we observe, and this was like a movie to me, watching this 14-year-old react uh, to a situation was like watching a movie, a movie where a man is mentally ill. When you have a situation, when we can watch a movie like that, we can learn so many lessons. There's a huge lesson watching a movie where a man is start demonstrating how angry he is by wailing his hands around and yelling at someone and threatening to hurt them. That to me is mental illness. And I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist, but as an observant, conscious individual and an empath, I'm always looking at the energy around a person and their emotions that they display when they're triggered. You can tell when a person's been triggered because their voice usually rises. They get angry. Uh, They start yelling at someone. Once you have that consciousness rise up in you, then it's your decision to stop, observe, and not say another word if you don't know how to diffuse the anger or the hate or whatever uh, should be being revealed to you as low frequency, low vibration. We are in a society now, we are in a, a time of our lives where many, many people have been injected with drugs who are taking drugs Why? For comfort. They're not happy with their lives. Uh, They're afraid of the environment they're in. They're afraid of the people around them. They're afraid that the the news, in fact, the mainstream media is promoting on a daily basis how to be be afraid. Be afraid. Be afraid. That seems to be the message these days with mainstream media. Be afraid. And by all means, don't love your neighbor as yourself, which the scriptures tell us, but otherwise get a gun, be ready uh, to defend yourself, and, and don't even think about being patient with someone. These are the virtues of consciousness. And with unconscious Hollywood, the communities are being destroyed if people are being programmed by these movies and television shows that are promoting the violence and the fear. So uh, we're at the top of the hour. I'm wondering, uh, Naima Latif, uh, if you wanna play any commercials, press one and I'll open your mic. Otherwise, I do have a commercial here. Uh, let's see, I'm gonna play one commercial. I'm not sure if Naima's back uh, from her event. So let me play a commercial and we'll be right back after this. The Female
0: Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays Self-Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays soulful solutions with dr debbie green and Fridays health and well-being with beata Saturdays tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m central time first saturday success strategies with jana second saturday wendy williams esquire on relationships third saturday move around with deborah and fourth saturday wisdom with mama d join us sundays 7 p.m to 9 p.m central time for soul purpose healing with beata Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press one to speak to the host and be a part of the solution.
1: And we're back. I want to keep going because I don't know how long I have in the blog talk studio, so purpose healing. And I want to get all this information out to you so that we can think prevention. Prevention, prevention. After the event that I the show that I watched in Chicago where a man was obvious to me, this man was obviously had mental problems, mental illness, you could say, or mental imbalance, you could say. And it was interesting, uh, yesterday uh, when we had a guest and I brought this subject up, she said, oh, no, he didn't have any mental illness. And to me, it was just pretty obvious he did when a man is behaving the way he was behaving. Now, it could have been a drug influence. It could have been other influence, but when a man – is wailing his arms around and anxious and angry and yelling at a woman, threatening to punch her. To me, is mental illness, mental imbalance. So we in the future, to prevent the further escalation to death and viol- to violence and death is to want to be consciously aware when someone demonstrates. So yeah, there's a saying that says when sho- someone shows you who they are, I believe it was Maya Angelou, believe them. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. If you're not conscious and you're not paying attention and you're only absorbed in yourself and your, your narcissistic uh, uh, focus on me, 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 then you're going to miss the other person's energy that they're giving you and displaying to you who they are. They're not balanced. They're not uh they're not uh, at peace with themselves, and especially when they're threatening to punch you. You better either have your gloves on and know how to defend yourself, not to have a gun necessarily, unless they're pulling a gun, and it could be the wild, wild west. But in a preventive mode, we can prepare ourselves for conflict like this when someone is, angry and hating and threatening to hurt you by, number one, observing without judgment and being still and quiet and moving away from the situation maybe. These are some of the things that we can do to prevent the death of another individual, which Holly Weird promotes. This is, we're, we're really focusing on how we can prevent what Hollywood is promoting, violence and fear. Can we um, save a life instead of taking a life? Well, here is another. Um, Eckhart, Co- Eckhart Tolle is one of my favorite authors and speakers. And I have a, a teaching from Eckhart Tolle that I think is important on increasing consciousness. That's what this is all about. Preventing the events that happened in Chicago and that's happening all over the world, even in Paris, it's a global problem. It's a global problem. People are killing, shooting each other over conflicts that they're not able to control in their own environment. Consciousness, consciousness is the solution bringing the love of other humans into the environment that you're in. And be, and that is all part of consciousness. So here is Eckhart Tolle giving us another important teaching on increasing.
9: What you what you sense in yourself as consciousness, the presence, emanates from the source of all life, which we can call God. So you are an emanation of God. Go back to the source. Conscious connection with source. So the consciousness that pervades this universe that is this universe that becomes focalized through this particular form, this consciousness that you can know in yourself consciously as a presence that and you are that presence you don't have it you don't have consciousness you are consciousness and even to say I am conscious is not quite correct I am consciousness is more correct so you are consciousness now where if it's not to, if it, if the brain just is a transformer of consciousness, a receiver of consciousness, a channel of consciousness. Where does this consciousness come from? Where does it emanate from? And, this, and if the consciousness does not exist in this dimension, that's important, very important to realize. Uh, This dimension is the physical dimension. The physical dimension is where your physical body is and the physical objects of the senses. Then underneath the physical begins already that which is not part of the physical dimension. And it already begins with your thoughts. Even your thoughts are, are, are not part of this physical dimension anymore. They, they live in another, they exist in another dimension. And this is, to, you're going below the surface of, this is the surface world of physical things, your and your physical body. You go by be, being aware of your thoughts already not part of the physical dimension. They are already exist in a, a deeper dimension. How do we know that? Because you cannot find a thought in the physical realm you i can if a, a a surgeon could open your brain looking for your thoughts, he would not be able to find a single thought because we don't know nobody knows what a thought is, and where thought lives, where does it live in you? Does every atom represent a thought? do some molecules represent the memory of what happened to you? on that day when you were 10 years old, and millions of other memories, where do they live? All languages, I I know, apart from English, I know two other languages. Well, they're getting a little rusty, but somewhere, those two languages that I know, they live somewhere, but where? Where do they live? At the moment, I'm not conscious of them uh if uh if something if say something in german or spanish suddenly something, something would come I, I could say it but, but where where does this whole thing live it's it is is and then it's come emotionally again emotion you cannot find emotion has certain uh correlates with certain physical processes, just as thought does, you can imagine something and then the body reacts to it. imagine you're drinking lemon juice right now. Immediately, saliva will start accumulating in your mouth because your body thinks it's real. (laughs) And if you get angry, your stomach lining the inside will become red, and many other things will happen in your body as you become angry. So, but the anger itself does not exist in the physical realm. It, it affects the, the physical, but it's, it, in itself, it, and then you go further down and into the unseen. so, in other words, consciousness is not of this dimension consciousness represents another dimension the transcendent dimension Uh, so this the consciousness that you are emanates from another dimension and comes then into this and an awakening happens My suggestion to you is to consider the possibility. uh, This is my intuitive realization. I don't want to convince you that it is correct, but it is my intuitive realization. The consciousness emanates from the source of all life, which of course does not exist here. It is, but it doesn't exist. Consciousness is the emanation of God in the same way that light is the emanation of the sun. Consciousness is the emanation of God into this dimension. And it seems that gradually the light of consciousness flows, increases in this dimension. Gradually. You can see it in yourself how gradually you you grow in consciousness you seem to grow in consciousness and you are only a microcosm of the macrocosm whatever happens in you can tell you a lot about about the universe if you could understand yourself you could you understand the universe so consciousness comes into this dimension more and more. Consciousness itself is timeless. And then it it enters this dimension where uh, there's time. And there you you experience it as an intensification of consciousness. You become more conscious. A human can become more conscious. The entire planet gradually is becoming more conscious. If you go back millions and millions and millions of years, the life on the planet was less conscious than it is now. Even animal life and plant size was less developed, less differentiated, less complex. Gradually, the, the, the world is being created still, the creation of the world is still happening. The entire process, we have no idea why this is happening, what the purpose of it is. You cannot understand it conceptually. It's such a vast, vast process. But all you need to know is what what you sense in yourself as consciousness, the presence, emanates from the source of all life, which we can call God. So you are an emanation of God. And this is why sometimes this realization is called God realization, God in you, God as you. Then the question arises, does that mean that you are God? Well, yes and no, I wouldn't go so far because the ray of sunlight is an intrinsic part of the sun undoubtedly but if the ray of sunlight could speak and the ray of sunlight said i am the sun well in one sense yes in another sense no the sun is uh, uh, the the power of the sun is so infinite How can a ray of sunlight compare itself? And yet, yet it is one with the sun. So there's a little paradox here. Uh, The essence of who you are is eternally connected to the essence of all life. You are an emanation of the one, appearing as many. It's a w- wonderful to realize that the, who, you, who you truly are, your home is there. You are that, and the the sense of being a disconnected fragment in this universe in a hostile universe that that disappears that is a delusion the delusion of the ego is that you are a disconnected fragment in a hostile universe that's how egos perceive themselves and that illusion dissolves and when as you become more rooted in that presence that you are, this, the peace, uh, a very powerful sense of peace is there then always in the background of your life. Because it you have that sense of connectedness to the transcendent, to God, that sense of connectedness to God and then the that, that is the end of living in a state of fear, fear, anxiety, etc., etc. That is the state of connectedness. Ah, oh, that means you're already home. I always think that. The famous om sound and the English word home are related. It's not by accident that they are so similar. I am home, home, home. So that is through self transcendence, you realize. This, the one self that you are an expression of. Oh. And for many people, self-transcendence does not come until the dream of a separate self becomes unbearably difficult and painful. For many people, i repeat it, self-transcendence does not come until your so-called life gets very unpleasant and very difficult, and you experience all kinds of loss and limitation. And then something can happen that suddenly, this, when the self becomes very unsatisfying and limiting and painful, then for something opens up then the self gives way and you transcend it and you realize the essence of who you are beyond the person, the being. But you don't have to wait for that. And many of you have already been through the painful, uh, the experience of suffering, which is inseparable from considering yourself to be a separate entity, suffering. Suffering is that which leads you to awakening. That's a miracle. Ultimately suffering is transcended, but it is not transcended until the self is transcended, the limited egoic self. But until that happens, Suffering is the most important thing in your life. The most indispensable thing in your life is suffering. It's the way. Suffering is the way until it's not needed anymore, but it leads potentially to self-transcendence. When the, the self becomes too unpleasant you can't stand it anymore. You, you, it, it, the pain is too much. So that's, that's. these are the, the uh, in the ancient teachings, that's the importance of suffering. So when it happens in your life, uh, welcome it. Suffering happens when Loss happens on whatever level, loss of possessions, loss of status, loss of certain physical abilities, loss of loved ones, etc., etc. That brings about a lot of suffering. Many other forms of suffering are only created by the human mind, like... Many forms of anxiety and fear created almost exclusively, but just by the mind. Suffering, I teach suffering, said the Buddha. I teach suffering and the end of suffering. (laughs) And the same message is symbolic form in Jesus on the cross. Is the archetypal image of suffering. Jesus is the archetypal human, represents every human. And this is the image of ultimate suffering. This is the death on the cross and resurrection, self-transcendence. That's a beautiful teaching contained in in the image in an image. So people can intuitively understand it without having the ability to understand it conceptually. Even a very simple person could intuitively get this message
1: sure if you can hear me in the blog talk radio studio because uh, blog talk says my episode has ended I am still live on Facebook and my YouTube channel Viata's tiny house village so I'm going to keep going a little longer if you're in, if you can still hear me in the blog talk radio studio you're going to need to go over to YouTube YouTube live the Atas Tiny House Village or Facebook Live uh, Soul purpose healing because Soul purpose a blog talk says my my uh, the episode has ended. And I'm going to try and open up a mic just to test this because I don't know why that audio kept going when it says my episode had ended. So I don't think I'm going to be able to open up any mic on in the studio. And it was one of those glitches where I only scheduled it for 15 minutes instead of 120 minutes, which I've done in the past, but I've tried to avoid doing that type of thing. But I don't think I can hear or or connect with anyone in the studio, but I can connect with you in um, Facebook or YouTube. So I'm going to close out my blog talk radio And just go to um, Facebook. So Zelda says, Eckhart told Soul, Fifth Dimension, and Beyond. That's my, as I was listening to Eckhart, I realized some of you might get a little lost in his message. Because he's not talking about the third dimension physical reality that we, most of us are focused on. Eckerd Toll goes to fourth and fifth dimension and beyond, as Zelda says, which helps us avoid the suffering that took place in Chicago recently with a 14-year-old who shot a man because he was beating up his mother. And as Eckerd was talking, and I didn't even think about the suffering aspect of it, and um, Zelda says, suffering is indispensable. wow. What an ancient teaching. Here's the interesting fact about the woman who was being punched in Chicago. She said after she got out of jail, she spent six days in jail or prison, and to me that was her judgment for not being conscious. We're going to suffer when we are not conscious, we're going, if you're not focusing on developing your fourth, fifth dimensional reality in your life and you are still in third dimension, always seeing things from a physical only reality, then as Eckhart explained, suffering is going to come to your reality because that's what helps us to transcend the third dimension. That's what helps us move out of this. Oh, it's all about the physical. It's all about this man who's angry and threatening to punch me. No, it wasn't about that at all because as we are hearing, as we've learned earlier in the show, consciousness, as he explained, is an emanation of the creator. Emanation, what does that mean? It means you are issuing from the creator. Your love is coming out from What you are is love. The creator is love. So if you're uh, emanating from the creator, you're expressing nothing but love. Love. Because creator is all love. Creator is not about bringing hatred and anger and killing. And that is part of our world. That's part of our universe we live in. The third dimension is all about killing and war and anger and hate. And when you come out of the third dimension of hate and and bitterness and anger and um, killing and shooting, bang 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 bang, bang, which is all Hollywood. That's what this this show is all about: Um, demonstrating and observing Hollywood's promotion of third dimension reality. Very few of Hollywood movies are promoting other dimensions. There are a few. That's why I said there's probably a conscious Hollywood and an unconscious Hollywood. Those movies that teach us about other dimensions are the ones that are bringing us into the fourth, fifth dimension and consciousness where we are seeing another dimension of creator's love, creator's love. Eckhart Tolle talks about suffering is good, really. Suffering is going to bring you into transcendence, transformation. And the woman who was punched, 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 and her son uh, came in with a gun and killed the puncher, 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 after she spent time in jail, suffering, anybody who's ever been to jail, I've never been to jail, thank you, whew, Uh, Anytime you've been to prison or jail, I'm sure people would say uh, that they have suffered. Although Mike Tyson, I heard an interview by Mike Tyson where he said being in prison was one of the most peaceful places he's ever been. (laughs) Thank you, Mike Tyson, for that revelation of spirituality and transcendence. Mike Tyson, the boxer who has had a number of uh, controversial events in his life, raping women, boxing and all that, he said being in prison for six years, I believe it was six years, was the most peaceful time of his life. So his suffering took place outside of the prison, is what I hear. And Mike Tyson expressing his experience in prison as peaceful. Well, we know that's usually the opposite. In the case of the woman whose 14-year-old son killed a man after he punched his mother, she came out and, and talked to the media about this being the most trying time of her life, going to jail, having her son kill a man, being punched in a restaurant. All of that she expressed was the most trying time of her life. In other words, suffering. This woman it shared her suffering with the world because this thing went viral for some reason. Seems like there's a deeper reason for all this other than lessons. We're all learning a lesson from this. And we're talking tonight how to prevent, how to prevent the suffering and the death, and the conflict, and the, uh, the anger, and the lack of peace. The lack of peace is all third dimension. Fourth dimension, fifth dimension, as Eckhart explained, is where we're emanating the spirit and the energy of the creator of the universe, which is all love, love. And so here we are on this July 2nd. 2023 there's going to be uh from my sources some very trying times ahead for us in this country if not the world we're going to all be experiencing probably more suffering than we've had in a while if if the last three years was challenging for you hold on to your seats there's more to come is what I'm hearing We're going to go, we are going through a major transition in our world, in our finances, uh, in our reality of what we believe is true and real. Third dimension, if you stay, if you want to stay in the third dimension where everything you see is reality instead of fourth dimension where you don't see the reality but you intuitively know the reality, The man who was very angry and who was triggered by this woman that he ended up punching, the reality of that situation is that this man had so much anger in him. Not that this woman was the the real uh, trigger, the source of his anger, but she triggered all that anger that was already there. What we need to be seeing in other people is the subconscious energy that comes out when we trigger people, when we are triggered even, realizing what the the actual um, circumstance is all about, invisible energy coming forth to create teachings for us to either suffer or not or move into the next dimension uh, through the circumstances that we're experiencing. As I said, this woman testified, had a testimony or confessed that this was the most trying time she'd ever been through. Her life was forever changed in this moment where a man was punching her because they got into a conflict. And the reality of, that I observed is this woman did not stop talking. She did not stop the triggering of this. This man was triggered because he, he became so angry at her, and he told her, you need to get your food in Michigan. If you say one more thing, I'm going to punch you. If you say one more thing, I'm going to punch you, which to me demonstrated mental illness or mental imbalance because his emotions were extreme, extreme emotions like anger, I'm going to punch you, I'm going to kill you. Are mental, a sign of mental instability, in my opinion, in my experience, is that you don't continue talking to someone who's not even in their right mind when they're exhibiting insane or uh, extreme behavior of hatred, anger, violence, threatening violence. You don't continue talking to someone like that. You have to be quiet. And this is what how we can prevent possibly. We can prevent future instances like this when you're caught up in an argument with someone and they start demonstrating that they've been triggered, that they're angry, that they want to hit you, that they want to fight you. The last thing you want to do is keep talking. Keep talking from your ego. If you keep talking from the ego, which uh, our brother Kwame always says, edging God out, then the situation is not gonna calm down. It's not gonna become peaceful. It's going to accelerate and that person's anger will continue to come out if you don't know how to become conscious and emanate the love energy of the creator. Let's prevent If we can, when we can, future death, future violence as Holly Weird keeps promoting, uh, let's prevent that by becoming more aware, more conscious of other people's energy being displayed to you from their actions, from their actions. We can prevent this if we change the, the way we live our lives and become more in line, more connected with nature, more connected with the right food, more <laughs> connected with the universe of love, peace, and harmony. If we can uh, start to become more aware and more sensitive to the people around us and even begin to pray for them, even begin to pray for them. If that woman, in my opinion, if that woman who was punched, if she had had the mind to just stop talking and pray, pray silently for people who are triggered with more anger, more uh, violence, more abusive words, more hateful words, then our role as conscious individuals is to pray for them And prayer means sending love, emanating the love of the creator. That's what consciousness is, emanation of the creator, emanation of love, creator's love. So if you find yourself in a situation like this woman found herself, where someone is angry at you because of your actions or because of your words, zip the mouth and just pray in love. And love and I guarantee you it'll work to diffuse the situation that you have to come out of your ego you come have to come out of the idea that I can out talk this person I can out or I can argue with this person and create my own uh, results I want to get my food I want to get my food I'm not going to listen to you I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing I'm not going to consider you I am not going to emanate the love of the creator because she did not do that. She did not emanate love. And so she got punched, punched, punched. And you're not going to like what I'm about to say, but she got what she deserved when she went to jail for six days because, as Eckerd says, suffering is what will bring us to a new consciousness, a new awareness of what we need to do in the fourth dimension to bring peace to our planet, to our situation, to our life even. If we're going to have peace in our lives, then we need to practice emanating, showing forth, issuing out love of our creator. And what does that look like? Patience with other people. Uh, quiet with other people who are not emanating the love of the creator. This man was not in any way, shape, or form showing forth the love of the creator. He was only in a trigger mode of anger and hatred and violence. That's what Hollywood is promoting. Hollywood wants all of us to get into the elements of fear and anger and violence. And we can choose now, we can all choose to emanate the love of the creator because we don't want another 14-year-old coming out with a gun, taking the life of another human. That's Hollywood Hollywood drama. So we saw the Hollywood drama play out in Chicago recently, plays out practically every day where people don't value life. They don't have any respect or honor for life, human life. The gun is the solution. The gun is the fear element. And so we're tonight talking about changing, preventing the anger, the hatred from manifesting and punching someone in the face, even if they did trigger it, even if the universe allowed that to happen, even if people get what they deserve. Because when we're walking around being unconscious, we're going to suffer is what Eckhart Tolle's messages. If we don't move to a new level of consciousness, then we will suffer. That is what is going to happen in the near future. If you're not moving and looking at every situation as a lesson, if we uh, lose our internet, we lose our uh our grocery stores closed, this could happen. Can't get to a gas station, uh we no have no electricity this could happen, it's time for us to move into consciousness and realize what's the lesson that we have, if we haven't prepared for these events, then we're going to suffer. But consciousness tells us prepare for the worst, so that when uh, the lights go out, internet goes out, gas stations closed, food uh, stores closed, we go into prayer, meditation, trust and faith, and emanate the love of our Creator. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, we don't, I don't have any see any comments in Facebook other than uh, Zelda commented. And tomorrow morning, on Monday morning mindfulness, Zelda will uh, be bringing us a fantastic show. And the topic of her show. Let me give you the t- thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.